Okay, guys, here we go. We're, we, um, we, we did the Mishnah and then we quoted the Baraita yesterday at the Bama Chalamabad. The Mishnah taught, told us, let's just quickly review it. The Mishnah taught us, Ain't been sorry, but Tfilin the Mizizot, Ella Shasarim, Nichavim Bacholashon, Between the Mizot, Ain't been sorry, Ella So, Sfarim, which Rashi says, is Torah, Nivim, and Tuvim, can be written in any language. Mizuzan Tfilin have to be only in Ashurit, which is Hebrew, and the particular font that we have, like for RC for Torah that we are familiar with. Rabbi Shemagam Lelomer, Af Pisarim, Lohitiru, Shichtavu, Elevanit. Limits the uh, permission uh, for Sifarim uh, to be written in any language to Greek. Only Greek would be a permissible language. Okay, now, the Gemara says, So, the implication is that other things like to sew them up with sinews and to be mitame, to make your hands tame if you come into contact directly with the, with the uh, parchment, that's the, they're the same. And then we said, We have a seeming, Armino, we have a seeming contradiction. The, the Brighton tells us, If you have scripture that's written as Targum, Targum meaning Aramaic, or the reverse, Aramaic Sukim, that are written in Mikra, meaning normal scripture in Hebrew, Uktav Ivri, or if it's written in Ktav Ivri, which was the ancient uh, font of Hebrew, okay, which if you just Google it online, you can see a chart of Ktav Ivri. A no mitameh, it's hayadayim, it does not make your hands tameh, meaning they are not uh, imbued with normal kedusha of the Sfarim. Until you write Asherit on the Sefer, meaning on parchment, and with Jio, with this very special ink. What's a clear seeming contradiction? That our Mishnah says that Sfarim you can write in any language. And here it says you have to write uh, only in Hebrew. So we have a bunch of attempts to try to resolve this seeming contradiction. Amar Rav, Rav says, Lo Kasha, moving over to Tel Malal, there's no difficulty. Kan Bigufan Shelanu, Kan Bigufan Shelanu. Now the term Gufan here, Rashi says, means Ktiva, the writing. Meaning that our Mishnah would be talking about when you're writing, even if you're writing in a foreign language, you'd be writing in Hebrew characters. So it would be a transliteration. So you'd say like, in the beginning, you know, something like that, right? And then talk like, with Aleph, you'd know, it would be like, in, you know, something like that. And that would be okay. But when the bright is telling us it's Asra, it means if you're writing in English or, you know, whatever, like whatever sauna, language. In right? a word, like sauna. Right, yeah. exactly, right. So, right, right, right. In the beginning, okay, so that would be problematic. That's what that, that's the distinction. So, Amrli, I buy. This is a great Gemara here, by the way, guys, in terms of thinking like step by step through the thought process. Some of these steps in the thought process, you'll see, like, why would you suggest that's obviously not a good answer? But if you think about how thought processes work, like step by step, it's a very nice demonstration of that. Amrli Abai Bamayu Kimta Lehahi Begufanchalahem says, What did you establish it that that Braita is Gufanchalahem in the foreign uh, um, characters? My area Mikra Shiktavo Targum, Targum Shiktavo Mikra. So if that's the case, why did the Braita specifically give the example of Aramaic word, you know, writing that's written in, with Hebrew in Hebrew, or the reverse, Hebrew is written in Aramaic? Um, it would be even true if you had normal scripture like Hebrew written in Hebrew and the Aramaic written in Aramaic but if you're writing in a foreign characters, it doesn't make a difference. It's all problematic. Again, to emphasize on the point that Brightus, you know, halachic statements want to be teaching us the biggest chidush. So if one of the biggest chidush would be, even if you're writing actually the Hebrew, but if you're writing in foreign characters, it would be problematic. So that indicates that it's not talking about the foreign characters at all. Sorry, the Hakatani, as it says, Ashir to know Ashurit Allah Sefer with Because the emphasis of the Brightus is it has to be written Ashurit on the Sefer with Yo. So it doesn't make it, that, that particular limitation wouldn't seem to matter. So Ella, rather forget that. Lo Kasha, Har Rabbanan, Har Let's say that our Brightus reflects the opinion of the Rabbanan, where, by the way, you saw Rabbi Shemagamil disagree, and the Brightus is reflecting the opinion of Rabbi Shemagamil. 
price. Let's wait a second. But we read Rabbi Shimon Gamliel. E Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, Ha'ika Yivanit. According to Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, there's Yivanit, there's Greek, which you're allowed to use. But yet in our Brita, it sounds like you're not allowed to do anything other than Ashurit. So Ellis over rather reject that. Lokasha Kambis Farim Kambit Filin Mizuzod. You say, no, maybe the distinction is between this Farim, Torah Devim Tuvim, and versus Filin Mizuzod. So our Mishnah is talking about this Farim, really. And the Brighto, although it doesn't say it, is talking about Filin Mizuzod. Sounds like a pretty good answer. Mark says, yeah, but hold on a second. Filin Mizuzod, my time. What would be the reason why Filin Mizuzod you cannot write in a foreign language? Bishum Dichtiv Behu, because it's written about the Filin. Behayu, right? Behayu la totophobia necha, right? So, uh, the meaning behavayatan yu, they shall be, they shall be as they are. Meaning as they are, meaning the actual original language in which they are written. Okay, but if that's the case, says the Gemara, my targum shektavo mikra ika, ika. But then, again, but then that line, the targum that's written as mikra, what is that, what is that, where is that? Bishlama Torah, it would work well if we're talking about the Torah. Ika Yigar Sahadut. We mentioned this yesterday. Uh, I think Rashi mentioned it, right? That you have sukim or at least phrases, words in the Torah that are Aramaic words. Yigar Sahaduta, meaning the mound of uh, testimony. Okay, like which we translate as Gal Aid. Okay, but Elahacha, but here my targum Ika. But here, when it comes to Tefillah and the Mezuzah, where is the Aramaic word? We all know the Psukim the, the the, the that are written in the Tefillah and the Mezuzah, and there's no Aramaic words. They're very you know conventional Psukim. So that that wouldn't work at all with the Brayta uh, in that sense. Okay. So Ella Rabbi Gemara says, "Forget that. Lo kasha, no difficulty. Kan b'megillah, kan b'sfarim. One would be talking about the Megillah, okay, versus the Sfarim." <coughs> Excuse me, one second. Um, like a scroll versus actual. No, the Megillah means, I think Megillah Esther. Remember, Megillah Esther as opposed to other Svarim. Megillah, my time. And what would be unique? What's the reason specifically for Megillah that would be problematic uh, to write it in a foreign language? It says in the Megillah, as they're written, like according to their writing and their language. Okay? So that would be, uh, so okay, so that would be the idea that the Brighto would be reflecting the opinion of the Megillah. Uh, not the opinion. It would be the case of the Megillah, and that's where you're not allowed to write in any other language. Kamara says, well, let's just do our test case, right? The Brighto taught us a Targum that you wrote as Mikra, Mikra as Targum, so my Targum Shektavo Mikra Ika. So what would be the Targum, where it's a situation in the Megillah, but you have foreign words that you would be writing them, I guess, in, in Hebrew words. Amar Papa, uh, Papa says, Vinishma Pitgam Hamelech. Uh, the, the pitgam hamelach was there. The word pitgam means like the uh, the command of the king. That's an Aramaic word. All the women should give yikar to their husbands. What's yikar? Yikar means kavod. But yikar is the Aramaic word for kavod. Uh, sorry, period. Okay, so those are some examples that works out well. Okay, so so far it seems like the, the, uh, the conclusion we have is that while our Mishnah is talking about Svarim and things like that, our Brita is talking about uh, the Megillah. Ravashi Amar, Ravashi says, Kitanya hahi bisha'ar Svarim. He's a different solution. He says, no. When the Brita taught that information, he was talking about other books, bisha'ar Svarim. Rashi says, Nibi'im uktuvim, okay, as opposed to the Torah. The Rabbi Yehudi, <coughs> Excuse me. And now I'm reflecting the being of Rabbi Yehuda. The Tanya is willing in the Brayta. Tefillin and Mizuzot ain't nichtavim ella Ashurit. That Tefillin and Mizuzot can only be written in Ashurit, the Hebrew language. Rabbi Tenu Hitiru Yivanit. And the Rabbi is permitted even Greek. Vakti Behayu. But doesn't it say Behayu? And therefore, how could the Rabbis permit uh, Yivanit? Greek for Tefillin in Mizuzah. Ella Ema, rather I'll say instead, 
Sfarim Nichtabim Bechol Lashon. That's Sfarim, all right, Torah. Uh, and uh, what did we say? How did we work it? Torah Nivim? You said? Oh, Nivim, Nivim, sorry. Right? Nivim, written Bechol Lashon. Verabotenu Hitiru Yivanit. And then Rabbi is allowed Yivanit. The Gemara says, wait a second. Hitiru Michlad the Tanakam Asar. When you say they permitted it, it sounds like, from, you can infer from that, that the Tanakam forbade it, right? I mean, it's weird, because our Tanakam seemed to say, you can write this term in any language, and the rabbis come along and they permit Yevanit, but the language of permitting sounds like you, like, as a response to someone who's prohibiting. But they weren't prohibiting anything, they were saying it was permissible. So, Ela'ima, rather, will say it like this. The rabbis only permitted Yevanit. The rabbis are more strict. Okay, but what's the point? We have to get to Rabbi Huda. Remember, that's what Ravashi wanted us to say. Vitanya, and we have another writer. Okay, even when they permitted Yivanit, uh, they only allowed it for the Sefer Torah, uh, because of the uh, incident of Talmai the king, Ptolemy, uh, oh, the P. Uh, right, okay, so that's uh, that would be his solution, as we saw before. Rabbi is saying, it's other books, it's Rabbi <laughs> this is a reference to the Septuagint, exactly. We have the story right now, and that's what we'll do in the rest of, the rest of today. Why does Rabbi say Melech Mitzrayim? Because uh, Ptolemy was technically uh, he ruled in Egypt. He was probably a Greek. I think it was a Greek king. He ruled in. I think he ruled in. Egypt. I think so. Okay. Ditanya, as we learned in the Bride as follows, here's the famous story. There's a story with Talmai the king who gathered together 72 elders and he brought them into 72 different houses. He did not reveal to them why he was gathering them together. And he entered to the room for each of them. He said, Write for me the Torah of your of Moshe, your teacher. Right? Like we say Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe, your rabbi. So Hashem said, put into the heart of each one a certain, it means like advice, but a certain like thought. And they sort of unknowingly all agreed to have one mindset. Why? Because presumably when they were writing the, the Torah, they were concerned that certain sukim would uh, give a misimpression about the nature of the Torah or perhaps be insulting to the king. So they made slight adjustments. This is how the story goes. They made slight adjustments to the sukim to sort of clarify, not in terms of um, changing really the content, but in terms of like, the, uh, changing the impression. So what did they do? Here they gave a bunch of examples. Fikatvulo, they wrote them, for example, Elohim bara breshit. Instead, breshit bara Elohim, or Elohim bara breshit. Meaning, because breshit bara Elohim sounds like there's some being called breshit, and that being uh, created God. So instead, have God created, and then clearly the word breshit means in the beginning. Eeselahem bitzalem ubidmut. And so the Pesach really says, Naase, uh, sorry, that's Adam. Naase Adam bitzalmenu bidmutenu. We, plural, will make God in our image, right? Because the word Elohim is a plural word. So that's how the, that's how the gram- grammar works. But God is not plural. We know that. So they wrote and said, singular, I will do that. Vayachal bayom hashishi. Now the Pesach really is that Hashem completed bayom hashvi'i. Melachto asher Right? But it does give an impression... Uh, and, he, and he ceased on the seventh. So the point is that it gives, might give the impression or the misimpression that Hashem was still working into the seventh day, and that's when he stopped, like at some point on the seventh day. So they changed it that he stopped on the sixth day and he rested on the seventh day. Also, it says Zachar in the Keva. It should say it really says in the Torah Biraam. He created them, the first creature, the first human. It says in the plural, but they changed it to Birao. He created him. So when uh, right, it says Velo Katvu Biraam. They didn't write Biraam. To not give them again misimpression. 
Hava Erda Ve'avla Sham Sratam. Uh, it says, this is about Migdal Babel. It says there that Hashem came down, and he said, let's go down, and we'll mix up their language. But it says it in the plural. How about Nerda Ve'avla Sham Sratam? We'll go down and mix up the languages. He says, Erda Ve'avla in the singular. It's a good example of how you see that you have to know a little grammar to uh, understand properly. But Yitzchak Sarah Bikroveha. Now the Pasuk says that Sarah, Sarah laughed, laughed Bikirba. Internally she laughed, but it doesn't look so nice. I think Rashi explains that Sarah, that Avram also laughed. So why does uh, Sarah get punished? Rather than more than Abram, the idea is that they changed it to say that she laughed among her friends, the Kirvah among the ones who are close to her, so she made it more public, and that's where she gets you know, chastised by Hashem uh, more so than Abram. So it says here that uh, this is uh, Yaakov talking about Shimon and Levi. In their anger, it says Hargu Ish, really, that they killed a man. But uh, he wrote here, Hargu Shor, they killed an ox. And in their, in their, uh, their will, it really says Akru Shor, they uprooted a, an ox, but Avus is like a trough for, uh, for feed. The point is that they don't want, want to get the impression that uh, the Shimon and Levi are murderers, even though they did kill people, but not us. It should say, Al Hachamor. He took his wife and children and, and, and rode them on the donkey. It says here, Mnosei B'nei Adam, on a people carrier. I guess a donkey is not such a mechubad way of being carried around, so they've changed it. Umoshav B'nei Yisrael Asher Yishuvah B'Bisrayim, Ubishar Aratot, that's the ad there. Right, the B'nei Yisrael, when they, they settled in, uh, in Mitzrayim, and in other lands, Arba Me'oshada, 400 years. Why? Because we know that they didn't live in, uh, they weren't in Mitzrayim for 400 years, they were in Mitzrayim for about 210 years. But, uh, so they add the words, Bishar Aratot, to the, that way you can't uh, quibble with the uh, pasuk. That's a little, little farther, that's okay. Try to get to the two dots. Um, I think, that, yeah, it's okay. Um, it says here, So it says this is in the context of Matan uh, Torah. He sent the Za'atuti, means like the princes of Bnei Israel, and he didn't cast out his against the princes. Really, it says the Ne'arim, the young ones. I guess the idea is that it would be like uh, not so nice that uh, it would give the impression that the young people uh, had an active role, like in the Korbanot there, and Matan Torah. Maybe that doesn't seem so dignified. So he says princes, and that way it changes the uh, thing. Fine. Furthermore, it says, Velochemed Echad Nehem Nasati. Moshe says, I mean, it's a claim that he didn't take anything from Israel. So he said, Lo Chamor Echad Nehem Nasati. I didn't take a Chamor. But maybe the impression is that Moshe that didn't take one Chamor, you could say, Oh, Moshe is saying very, like, uh, specifically, like, I didn't take one donkey, but, you know, it could imply that he took other things. But he's being, like, absolutely, like, truthful. Say, Lo Chamed, I didn't take anything. So uh, that's more, you know, it's like really what he means. Uh, it says, Asher Chalak Hashem Elokecha Itam Lahair Lachol Ha'amim. So here it says here that Hashem, um, one second. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. Da Hashem divided them out to enlighten all the nations. Shit, I don't remember what the actual pasuk is. The problem would be that you might think that Ben Noach is allowed to do Abedah Zarah. Um, what's that? Oh, what does it say? Uh, sorry, I apologize. Oh, oh, it says l'chol ha'amim. He has the word l'ha'ir l'chol ha'amim. Meaning, it's not that Hashem gave the other uh, gods to the other nations so they should worship them. It's l'ha'ir l'chol ha'amim. Hashem wanted to like enlighten, like the, like the stars and the suns and the moons. He didn't give them to worship. He gave them to give light. <laughs> so that's like you know very practical, but non you know religious uh, purpose. Okay, it says vayelech vayabot Elohim acherim asher lo tziviti lo ovdam. I add the word lo tziviti lo ovdam. I gave you know they worship other nations or other gods. Excuse me, that I did not command them to worship them. 
that really it says lo tzivit, they didn't command. But they didn't command might imply that they didn't like create them or something. And that would be like a you know, misimpression that sort of there's like a power other than God. Saying lo tzivit, love them means I didn't command you to worship them. I mean, you're not supposed to worship them. Um, furthermore, it says v'katvu, uh, sorry, v'katvu lo, oh, Furthermore, they wrote etzirat haraglaim. Now, in the, in the animals that are not kosher, it lists uh, one of them as the arnevet, okay, uh, which sometimes depends as a hair or different things. Um, but he writes etzirat like with the uh, I don't know, like short legs or something. So why did he do that? Why? This is a cute one. Because uh, the wife of Tamai, her name was arnevet. They didn't want the Shalmai to say the Jews are, are mocking me, you know, when they put my name, the name of my wife into the Torah, especially as like a forbidden animal. So that'd be a very like a weird thing to say. So they just made it like, oh, they described the animal, didn't actually give the tactical name, and that's the famous Brita about the Septuagint. We'll stop there. Which?